We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a subscribe-provided Q&A show that's proudly presented by McAdoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits, now in Kansas City. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of 21 Questions. It's 21 Questions presented by our wonderful friends at MacDoodles. I'm here with Maddie Lane. Find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Matthew, hi, hello, how are you? Can't, I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you listen to last week's 21 Questions? I did it. Did I get, uh, is, is this a, you dunking on me literally in basketball question? Is this a can't, has bad food takes question? What What am I about to get here? I so for the first time since we have started KCSN, I hosted 21 questions. I have never once hosted, I've always done it with you, <laughs> Craig, or Tucker, and somebody else has always taken the hosting role. And I did it with Jordan last week, and it went great <laughs> with the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot was great, but I, I hosted the whole thing. And if I must say, I, I did great, I did an excellent job. I, okay, so I'm gonna ask you this. I guess we're gonna, I'm gonna do it while we're recording. Um, do you like hosting? Like, you don't really get very many chances to. <laughs> I I don't I do not care uh, one way or the other. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. Even when Tucker and I started the college uh, kickoff show on the KCSNU, Tucker hosted that, and I just got to <laughs> sit back and kind of hang out. So you know, I I am completely fine either way. It was just funny. We were sitting down. And I was like, oh wow. It's like. I don't think I've hosted a show in a long time. And because even when you're gone, Craig usually just takes it and does it. Like occasionally, you know, I'll ask him if he wants me to do a read if he's running late. But like I did the whole thing. So, you know. See, like I think it's more fun when you do the reads. Like honestly, like if you were just the read guy on the lab forever, I think it'd be great. (laughs) Because you always just add your own little spin on it. Like and you go just slightly off script to where I wonder if the sponsor (laughs) will like it or not. Like, guys, you you know they gotta pay attention. You gotta keep them on their toes too. It's the, like you just like you just got a little bit of wild card to you. It's perfect. <laughs> I just I don't know. I didn't know. Like I don't know. I think I like I think Craig let you host, and it's like sounds like let, but like I think you hosted a show one time with you and Craig that I wasn't on. At least it went great. It's just you know. Oh yeah, no, there's no problem. I just don't do it. And you're right. It's definitely there's it's a lot more free flowing. <laughs> Stuff just kind of happens when it happens. No but one, uh no one there to no one there to like end the show. <laughs> Well, even when Craig hosts, we're a little bit freer and stuff. It was just, this was the first time where like I was, you know, doing all the reads, all the stuff, you know, it was, it was, it was happening. It was, it was happening. I just, I thought you would enjoy it. I figured you would get a kick out of that. Hi, Jordan. I figured (laughs) you would get a kick out of that, knowing that I had to host 21 questions last week for the first time ever. Uh, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching this, you're listening to this, uh, Jordan, don't hit any buttons. Uh, For all the audio only listeners, he accidentally just snuck onto the show. He could have jumped on it. We could have just three-way 21 (laughs) questions. It would have been fine. Pause. 
Uh, Julian K. Karloftistan asked the first question on the KC Sports Network Discord. You can uh, subscribe to KCSN Substack. It's $30 a year. You get a bunch of premium content, and you get access to the KCSN Discord, which is an absolutely buzzing, thrive community of Chiefs fans that is talking Chiefs uh, and anything else. We've got all kinds of subjects and discussions happening, even golf. Uh, What's your favorite channel in the Discord, kid? Golf. Okay. Uh, and anybody that's listening to this that's on the Discord knows <laughs> that my favorite channel on the Discord might actually just not. I, I need to be. I, I'm really bad about getting on. I've got to develop a habit of getting on the Discord, and I just haven't done it yet. And it's really, it's really lame of me. I don't have any excuses. Julian K. Karloftistan asks, uh, apparently, because I'm never on the Discord now, I'm on there right now. Does Frank Clark get another extension in KC? Is so, what would it look like? Uh, why do you think, Matthew? You know, uh, this is something that's been popping up lately, and I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, if Frank is willing to come back to Kansas City for a very team-friendly deal, like obviously you're still going to pay him, but if there's some kind of feeling of he loves it here, he loves this team, and the Chiefs have still paid him plenty of money while he has not been able to always, you know, be able to be on the field 24 seven and stuff. There's a, there's an Avenue. Uh, I wouldn't want to overpay him a lot, but if you can get him into the Carlos Dunlap, Terrell Suggs, Alex Okafor role, it'll probably cost more than that, but that role then. Okay. Like that's, that's the route you got to go. He's got to be that vet defensive end role. I think if he comes back and he's got to take the money that comes with it, Carlos Dunlap or Frank Clark next year, go. Uh, I would have to know who else I have. Like, what am I dealing with, right? Like, what's the turnover going to be? If I need someone to eat a bunch of snaps, give me Dunlap because he always does it. If I have another starting defensive end and I'm just getting rotational guys, I like the Frank Clark's potential as a pass rusher a little more. Nick, uh, our guy Nick asks, uh, of our upcoming unrestricted free agents, aside from Orlando Brown Jr. and, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. and Juju Smith-Schuster, who should the Chiefs prioritize bringing back? I think the big one for me, probably Jarek McKinnon. I don't know if there's like a ton of big big name free agents that I'm looking to, you know, for the Chiefs to bring back. I don't really care if they bring back, you know, uh, I don't, care is not the right word. I don't think that they'll bring back uh, Juan Thornhill. McCole Hardman. I don't think, you know, I think those guys will get paid. You know, Frank Clark, like we just talked about, is technically not an un unrestricted free agent. Jarek McKinnon's, I think, the big one that stands out. And also, Nick Allegretti might be the other one for me. I don't know if you've got anybody else outside of those two. Is Colin Saunders going into his last year? Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent he's as well. He's another one to put in there. I'd put him and Allegretti in the same tier, I think, behind Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon, I think, is the most obvious answer. And then Nick Allegretti, because he's their most trusted backup for three positions. And then uh, Colin Saunders, because he definitely definitely played his role really well this year and covers a lot of different issues. Sign Juju now <laughs> asks, oh, uh, fact. what percentage of the run game success since, uh, since Isaiah Pacheco started do you attribute to him Versus scheme changes, play calling, offensive line play, and opponents. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, oh. Coming out of the bye week, the Chiefs ran a lot more counter, and that came with some power stuff. Um, but they ran a lot more gap scheme to start coming out of the bye week. So I think a lot of that change was going gap scheme and then doing so with Pacheco together gave you the best results. Getting him downhill specifically behind these offensive linemen who are better blocking in that scheme. That's where they had their best success. I think as the year went on, they got away from that, whether it's gamesmanship of saving it or they just realized it didn't work as well as what they wanted, but they've been able to still find some rushing success. So I think it's a little bit of everything. I think the biggest thing, though, is the scheme changing. The fact that they are running a little bit more inside zone, a lot less outside zone. They will put the counter stuff in there. They are not just running the ball on RPO stuff. They're not trying to match all of their runs to RPO looks, I do think, helps them. And then Pacheco's ability to not get negative yards or not get zero yards because he is, whether the gap's there or not, my man's hitting a hole and he is angry emu running into it. And that's going to result in three, four yards. A lot more often it's going to result in zero to one, even if there's nothing there. Yeah. And like th all that does fit Isaiah Pacheco and take some pressure on off of him to have to read out some of the zone runs and and his running style pairs perfectly, you know, with the change in schematic style. So like I don't know, it all it all works well together. 
Um, Grayson Jaspers asks, now that the season is over, would you rather have Demarcus Robinson over Justin Watson? Ooh, uh, probably. I mean, I think De- Demarcus Rob. That's tough. I mean, J- Justin Watson's good for a very specific thing where you know they try to get a shot play to him once a game ish or so. Demarcus Robinson had a little bit of shot playability if you ran a po- post corner post. Like he's an elite post corner post row runner. A little bit more to him underneath, uh, you know, in the in the intermediate than you have with Justin Watson. Um, Justin Watson returned putts though when the team needed it the most. So like I don't know, I, it's kind of a moot point for me, I guess. Eileen D. Rob because he was like always on the same page with Patrick Mahomes on broken plays. I think that's my tiebreaker that's right one. now. Uh, both are quality blockers. Both kinda are just like shot play specialists. Watson's is just kind of like pure straight line speed and you know if he doesn't have to rotate his body and adjust his path good chance to catch it if he does it's a lot more 50 50 demarcus robinson might not even be running the right route but by god he is gonna break some ankles when he runs those double moves when he's hit that post corner post guys are losing their feet uh but the thing for robinson with me is he worked with pat really well off script i think that is the tiebreaker for me Watson's a little bit more stable on special teams. He's a quality special teamer, but I, I like Watson. If you're going to play him that much at receiver because you like that player on the field, give me the guy that just has that chemistry with Mahomes, I think. Hobo Joe 93. Other than Mahomes, all of our blue chip players on our team were not first round picks. It seems for most of them, it took a few years for them to become what they are now. What players currently on the team are most likely to develop into blue chip players one day? Uh, I think Trent McDuffie and that might be it. I just don't know if there's like a ton of blue chip guys on this roster, you know, from recent draft classes. And that's kind of weird to say, considering, I mean, maybe Creed, 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 maybe, um, he, he probably belongs there already. I mean, when you're everyone's first team or second team all pro center as yeah. a rookie and then a second year player like that, you probably get put there. I think, so, I think that's fair. I think the list is Creed and Trent McDuffie. But okay. I, I don't know if there's any other guys that are going to ascend to that kind of kind of range. Um, yeah. Honestly. Would you, and, Steed? you don't think so? That's the only one I was also thinking about, but mm-hmm. just... I just nah. I it, just a tier below. Very good player. Don't know if he's a blue chip, but that doesn't diminish what this team has done the last two drafts either. Like what this team has been able to do to stack quality depth and talent, just because they haven't got the high end. Like again, it's hard to develop. It's hard to get blue chips in the back end of first round, and that's why the Trent McDuffie McDu- move was so good. Like I mean, we had him as a top fifteen player in this class. Um, so it's like getting a guy like that, that late in the draft is like reason to like, okay, that's your chance at getting a blue chip. I think those are it though. Creed, Trent McDuffie. I think that's the list for, for blue chips that are kind of there developing. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I mean, obviously Mahomes is there. Uh, Chris Jones is there and he not a first round pick, but I mean like anybody that followed college football, especially recruiting first round talent. Was like, he was a five-star, one of the top guys coming out. Every school wanted him. Like he, he was, yeah, he was a blue chip guy coming out of high school into college. Uh, just other stuff pushed him down. Travis Kelsey, Duh. position switch, right? Position switch his last year of college, like that trick made it tricky. And then you had character stuff, right? And so there's there's a reason the Chiefs are getting quote unquote blue chip guy. And then Creed Humphrey, center, like right center <laughs> like there's reasons the chiefs blue chip talent is coming from not in the first round you can explain them all away but then at the end of the day they are developing these guys helping these guys develop into that potential i'm with i'm with ken i think creed humphrey i might already put there if i'm taking into consideration the position and i guess joe tooney probably belongs there too if we're doing this like joe tooney probably probably belongs there as well i just wonder um, yeah i wonder if they're talking more draft picks though here you know yeah no, and that's, so yeah, that's I, everything fair. everybody outside of Tooney we've kind of labeled as a draft pick. So yeah, and then Lajarius Sneed, I'm with you. I think that he can be really, really, really good, especially if he keeps getting better. I think there are just enough flaws with him in coverage that it might always be hard to consider him a blue chip player at cornerback. Switch to safety. We have another story to talk about, but I, that's clearly not happening the way they've been using him lately. 
Tojo144, if Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't come back next year, rank these three receivers based on skill, fits, and cost. Here's your here's your list, Matthew. DJ Chark, uh, who's with the Lions. Jacoby Myers with the Patriots. Darius Slayton with the Giants. Go. I, I think I know where you're going with this. but Okay, well, okay. So I'm going to go through all of these real quick. Um, Based on just their skill, what I think of them overall, DJ Shark is the most talented. He just hasn't put it all together. And I don't know if you can believe he can. The second most talented is probably Darius Slayton. And he has flash. Like I'll put Slayton top based on skill. I think Myers is just good enough that I'll give him the edge over Shark. So skill wise, I'm going Slayton, Myers, Shark. Um, Fit wise, Myers first. I think if you don't get Juju, he's the best to take the Juju Smith-Schuster role. He wins in a lot of the same areas. He has the body type. My camera's liking to die on me here for anyone watching. He has the uh, he has the body type that can go over the middle of the field. They can do a lot of that same stuff. And then probably Shark than Slayton. I don't think Slayton's about that life. Shark necessarily isn't either, but at least he has more size. And then cost. Uh, Myers will be the most expensive. Slayton in the middle. I don't think DJ Shark will cost you anything. Uh, Kay Gumminger, <laughs> if there were stats available for every aspect of your life, what's one stat you'd want to see? <laughs> I, was, I here's something I'd be curious about. I want to know how many Doritos I've eaten in my life. <laughs> like, I would just be curious. I want to know just like how many Doritos I've consumed in in 33 years of life. Uh, Can I have same, a question? What yes. what flavor of Dorito do you think you have eaten the most of? Probably, probably, um, probably nacho cheese. But okay. I think the best one's Cooler Ranch. Okay, so you're a Cooler Ranch guy, huh? I am a cooler ranch guy, but I like them both. But I think I've probably consumed the most. That I'm just like, I, there's like some like consumption. There's some consumption stats I would be extremely curious about. <laughs> you know, a Doritos is up there. Tacos is up there. <laughs> LaCroix. Uh... I would like to see how many LaCroix I drank in my life stacked. Like just a visual chart. I would be very fascinated by that. How much money? I'm gonna make me sad. How much money I spent at Chipotle? And then I want it, I want it divvied up though. I want to know how much I spent at Chipotle while I was like working a job. Like, so on my lunch break, how much of my Chipotle spending was there versus how much has not been there? Because like I lucked out for like a large portion of my life and multiple jobs. I worked like next door to a Chipotle through like all of my high school and college nice. jobs. Like I was right next door to one. So I would love to see how much money I've spent there. And the calories the calories that go along with it why not let's count some calories let's see some chipotle spending uh we're gonna count some calories but tucker franklin's gonna be talking about DraftKings while we do it NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl to kick off the road to super bowl 57 new customers can bet just five dollars and get 200 in free bets instantly plus all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet on the NFL playoffs anywhere else? As Chiefs fans, we get to kick our feet up this weekend and watch all this wild card round action and get to experience the phenomenal app that DraftKings Sportsbook has. And here's what you got to do to get these deals. you got to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Grayson Jaspers asks, what position... What positions will the Chiefs not draft on day one and two? Woo! Running back. Uh, interior offensive line. I would say I would be surprised if either of those were picks. I mean, may, uh, I, interior offensive line might be number one. I would be really surprised if they drafted an interior offensive line. Joe Tooney's not really. You can't move on from Joe Tooney for a couple years. Um Yeah. And then you've got Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith entering year three. That's not the time to draft interior offensive line. Um, running back, maybe actually, I could. I wouldn't be stunned if like end of day three they took one, but I, or end of day two they took one. But I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, yeah, any, I think it, running back you keep open just because there there could be talent. Guys might fall. Like you just have it open, right? Yeah. Like what What if the NFL goes silly with running backs don't matter and a B. John Robinson type talent falls to the end of round two? Like, right? I mean, like that's that. Okay, that's not going to happen. That let's let's speak in realistics. But I'm going to ask you this: If B. John Robinson's there at one, all right. (laughs) What position? Uh, Corner, Uh, maybe. Like, do I think not draft? I think a corner uh, in round one, two, or three is completely impossible. No, because you never can never have too many of them, and especially. And the day and age where, you know, you might put one in the slot that also does a bunch of other stuff. So like yeah. if the Chiefs going forward want to have McDuffie and Sneed and then they want to bring in competition for Watson and Williams on the outside or extra competition is this slot safety corner, like maybe. But I, I would be a little surprised if they go out and draft, especially an outside corner in, in the first, you know, two days of the draft. I'd be a little bit, a little bit surprised at linebacker too. Um, I wouldn't. Look at Brett Veach. But yeah, he's just he firing away it. at linebackers in day two every year. He's got three of them. From I, day that two means, that means one of them's about years. to be. That means one's contract is coming up soon. Well, no, it was. Wait, is it Willie's? Is next year Willie Gay's contract year? Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, listen, they're already getting various hairs <laughs> out there for a, a series or two every week. Maybe they're preparing. They're playing the long game. Uh, I don't know. Life without Willie. I don't know. I don't know if I hate that. Hobo Joe 93 asks, this question is for only Maddie. Is Joe Burrow a top three quarterback? Hell no. Top three quarterback on the Bengals? Maybe. <laughs> Grayson Jasper. Will someone ask Veach if Pacheco was the 1K running back he was talking about? Do you think he'd actually answer it? I don't think he'd actually answer. Well, I don't think he'd actually answer. I think I think he saw a lot of guys that had the ability to do it. And like I think that's really the the sentiment. And he got one of those guys that has the ability to do it. Um sign Juju now. If the Chiefs were to make a quote unquote bad draft decision and trade up the first round to acquire one of these players, who would you prefer? Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at USC, Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, or Bijan Robinson. Which one would you prefer they trade it up for, Matthew? Well, okay. I it, Trading up. I'm not trading up for a tight end that's an average tight end athlete for the NFL level. I, Michael Myers is very good. I just think he's an average athlete. I, I would be hesitant to even draft him in round one, let alone trade up for him. No chance am I trading up for a running back. Just no chance. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess Jordan Addison. And I have some reservations about Addison, but I – over the years, I try to take learn lessons from the draft, and one of them I think I am learning with guys like Addison that I think are slight of frame, don't necessarily beat press a ton, and I'm a little worried if they have just like the raw speed to match what they what I think they would need at that size. Sometimes it doesn't matter. 
when you have change of direction, good feel, I'm looking at a Garrett Wilson's impact as a rookie, Jahan Dotson, yep. these two guys from just this last, last draft class weren't the fastest guys on the field all the time. They easily had guys run with them. They weren't, they're not very big. They weren't always beating press very well, but they made it work in the NFL because of how quick they are, their change of direction, and how well they feel the game. I think Addison might be in that bucket. So even if I have some athletic reservations about his size and speed, if I'm trading up for those three guys, he he's the easy choice. Cigarette and Fresca asks, if you were the Bears, would you draft a quarterback with the first pick or have you seen enough to know that Justin Fields is the guy? I am not going to draft a quarterback. I'm going to try to trade out of that pick and try to get a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson, and I'm going to build an offense and build a football team around Justin Fields. Look, I know the passing numbers were a little bit up and down this year for him, and the passing production was a little bit inconsistent for him. That being said, there is enough building blocks that you saw out of him, and you got to see his dynamic ability to where you build an offense around him Kind of similar to what the uh, to what the Ravens did with Lamar, um, and I think you can. I think I think he can develop into a more complete passer and a more you know a more consistent passer. And you're guaranteeing yourself a lot of draft capital. And by the way, they have 120 million dollars in cap space. Like I, I think you just go all in on Justin Fields in this rookie deal. You build this team. You get a blue chip defender to pair with him, and you're going to get a lot of draft capital. Uh, along with trading back, so I'm I'm not making uh, I'm not drafting a quarterback. I am I'm building a I'm building a team around Justin Fields. Eh? No, I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I mean, it all depends on how you feel. If everybody in that building sits there and watches their quarterbacks and decides that you know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson is the guy that is the dude that they would have they like him significantly more than Fields. Then draft your guy and trade Fields. Fields played, I think, well enough to have a lot of actual draft value, like your uh, value in a trade, right? If somebody, if another quarterback needy team got called up and said, hey, Justin Fields is available, what would you give us for him? I actually think that there's going to be decent value there. So if you just love one of these quarterbacks, go for it. Uh, if you don't love them, or if you think like, hey, they might be the same as where we thought Justin Fields was and this coaching staff and team, you know, scouting department didn't draft Justin Fields. I'm just saying if it's even, then keep Fields. But if you love one of the other guys, yeah, take them, trade Fields. I think Justin Fields is really good for the AFC North too. Uh, better than a Bryce Young. Um, not that Bryce Young is may not be a better quarterback eventually, but I just, I think, I think Bryce Young is an AFC South kind of quarterback rather than it's like i just you know can you see bryce young balling out in lambo the same like he, I, I don't know i'm worried about his frame and all that stuff he's a very very good football player though uh rossler <clears throat> rossler asks chiefs take you were confident in that you were totally wrong about he says mine was the chiefs cutting jeremy macklin was losing our best uh, was losing our best wide receiver okay let's stick to uh wide receivers it's snoop menace was about to be that dude <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I had a I had a Snoop Menace like rookie card. I was amped as a kid for old Snoop, and then uh, you know, things happened or didn't happen. Um, I trying to think. I Justin Houston, you know, I I I don't know. I was okay with moving on from Justin Houston, and man that was a good football player and he's had a lot of success since so like i think that could be one where the like i think the chiefs probably regret maybe they might regret moving along from justin houston's performance in town a little bit um i was okay with it i'm trying to there's a lot i mean like there's 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 a lot um justin houston's one of them z andera who do you think was more important in mahomes career so far alex smith or chad henny uh it's alex smith by far Chad Henney's great, but Alex yeah. Smith, like he did not have to treat Patrick Mahomes the way he did. Like, there's a lot of lip like people think the whole Alex Smith spending a year with Patrick Mahomes stuff is just lip service, but just listen to every everything and listen to listen to Patrick Mahomes explain it. I think on New Heights, it was there's a lot of honesty to like. I needed to know how to become a professional and he taught me how to become a professional and it's Alex Smith hands down. 
Rugby Fox, what is the likelihood we see runs out of various 13 personnel looks in the playoffs, especially in any potential AFC championship game matchup? I mean, they'll they'll run some out of it. They haven't done it a lot so far this year, but they will. I think the Chiefs go 13 personnel to make the opposing defense be stagnant and call very basic coverages, preferably out of their base personnel because they trust their quarterback with their tight ends to be able to find throwing windows. And even if the uh, opposing teams want to go with a light nickel or even dime, if you're going to align like a traditional 4-3 or 3-4 team and put people in the box – they think there's still enough space they can manipulate with how basic you have to call your coverages out of that. So I I think they go heavy to get good-looking pass reps. Now, when they do that, if you're going to go in a dime and then you're going to play your linebackers as apex defenders and get them winged outside the tight ends, get the, you know just give good blocking angles and leverage, then the Chiefs will happily run the ball. It's just it's all about where the alignment's going to be and you know, the Raiders tried a little bit of both. The one time the Chiefs ran against them out of 13 personnel, it was only about five yards, but it was an easy five yards because nobody was there. I think you will see a little bit of both. Um, I just, teams in the NFL, as much as analytics and we as watching are like, hey, respect the pass first, respect the pass first. Teams in the NFL don't like to be run on. They don't like it. They just don't like it. So if you're going to go out there and put three tight ends on the field, most teams are going to try to counter the run, no matter what the numbers are telling you, how often they pass out of it. Grayson Jaspers, name one future my guy. Maddie, do defense, oh. Kent offense. Maddie, give us a my guy on defense. I wonder who this is going to be. Oh, I was going to do Brian Branch, but I we just, no, I was going to say I was going to do him, but we just talked about him. So, like, I don't think that's fair. So, like, I'm going over here. Oh, uh, ooh, ooh, I got some guys. Ooh, there's a couple options in here. Okay. Let's go with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is tricky 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 all right nolan smith uh edge outside linebacker defensive end out of georgia i liked him a lot last year for being one of the best edge setting run defending defensive ends that i've seen at 230 pounds this year before he got hurt he was equally as good but you can start to see his rush plan develop and i just think the freak level athletes there and easy to see and then you see how strong he is for his size, and now he's putting it together. Like I think he's only going to keep playing better, and I think him being at Georgia for four years and not being overly productive is going to trick people. I think he's, I think he's an actual ath like football athletic version of Trevon Walker in a different package. I think he's going to have a better NFL career than Trevon Walker does. All right, offensive side. I don't know if this take's been unleashed, um, but. I think you guys will be surprised at how high Anthony Richardson winds up in the KC draft guide. Uh, I Here's the thing. There's one quarterback that has alien type ability that can like potentially develop into one of these aliens that you need to compete in, in football, in modern football these days, and it's Anthony Richardson. He's got Josh Allen type traits. Uh, and like the dudes, like he's just, he's a freakish special talent. I don't know if you're going to be able to develop him, but you have the kind of traits that I think can, can, you know, if you build a football team around him and you build a program around him, the way that the bills have, you might be able to get a Josh Allen out of him. That's the kind of ceiling that I think Anthony Richardson possesses. A lot of people say he's a year away and all that stuff. I don't think so. I think you can go play with you know him year one, let him take his lumps. There are some high-level throws and some high-level moments on his tape that translate incredibly well immediately. And I think the rawness of him is very much under, uh, overstated. I think he's more ready than people maybe are giving him credit. I think this pre-draft process will be very, very good for him. But when you look at the kind of player he is, I think he has the, you know, the physicality, the size, the strength, the speed, the arm talent, the elite arm talent, um, some ability to layer some throws from time to time, believe it or not. Like some people just like, it's not just laser beams all the time. There, <laughs> there's a lot of them though. Don't get me wrong, but they all make sense. Um, I think he's got special talent. It's just a matter of if he's going to be able to put it all together at the next level. And if you have a plan to help him do that and you kind of build it the way the bills have, man, I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he turns out to be the best quarterback in this draft class. 
I'm not going to be the one to bring him down via the the secondary grade. So there you go. Uh, he's 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 doing well for himself in the draft guide so far. I there's a lot of people excited about him in our in our group. Like, look, and I I think this is like I love Bryce Young, the player, and like what he did to K State was unfair, but my goodness, like the talent level of of Anthony Richardson is is nuts too and with bryce young there's just some there's big question marks and big outliers that you're 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 taking you know you're investing in you're investing in a very undersized quarterback i mean it's the same size as stetson bennett and speaking of stetson bennett drew clark should the chiefs use a sixth round draft pick to draft stetson bennett to replace shane buchel uh and stetson bennett has held field goals by the way I was like, no, and then you said the field goal part. I was like, mm, you know, not it's not it's still not worth drafting. It's still not worth drafting as a quarterback in the sixth round. But um, I don't think I don't have a sixth round grade on Stetson Bennett right now either. Stetson Bennett is like only months younger than Patrick Mahomes. Only months. No, not true. Not is true. it is it a year in months? Because he's about to be twenty. He's twenty six. No, about he's about to be 26. He's, he's 25. about to be 26. Hold he's on. an old. He's so old. I don't think. I think okay. it could be a year and no, months. Maybe no, I'm off no, by a year. You're way off. You're nah. way off. He was born no in chance. October. He's born October 28th of 1997. No he's like two years younger hey, than he's turning 26 as a rookie. Yeah, he's old. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not saying he's not old. Um, so he's no, not he's more I like Shane Michelle's age. Know, I also don't know if uh Stetson Bennett is like that smart like everybody keeps talking about how he's like this super smart quarterback and like I don't I don't know I mean, he's he's not a dumb college quarterback he runs a pro style system and he he does it well but I I just don't know if he's even like on the trajectory to be Chad Henney level backup where you're like helping all these young guys and stuff I he, I think he he's a little more gunslinger than he needs to be to make me really believe in that so now nah, I'm all the way out on Stetson there are some real sick high level throws though that I'm like, you know, but like it's like, is the process that consistent? Like, did you mean to do that almost? You know, did it just work out? Uh I don't know. I'm not a I'm not gonna be a big steady Betson fan. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Steve Gray, which position is a sneaky need for the Chiefs this offseason? One that we may not be too focused on, but the Chiefs might take a fairly significant move to address. I mean, talk about some. It's I feel like it's safety. Like I get they just brought in Justin Reed and they signed or drafted Brian Cook at the end of the second round just last year. The Chiefs like to play three safeties. They like to use these guys for different stuff. Look right now, I know Brian Cook's not playing a ton. He's only really coming on in the dime packages. But flashback to when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2019 or even like, you know, uh, and the year after in 2020, they used the safety in the slot that could also play safety. You then had just had to worry about getting two corners on the field at all time. Imagine the Chiefs defense if they could have a safety play slot corner and do the luxurious Sneed thing just like him, but then had McDuffie and Sneed on the outside. I can see a path to where they might want to get back to that. Uh, so I think safety could be, not a need, but a position that they look at a lot earlier than people think because of their recent investments. And Brian Cook's good. Brian Cook's solid. You don't let good players stop you from taking great players. And the Chiefs don't have a great player at safety right now. So if they have the chance to get one, I wouldn't be surprised if they jumped on it. Zach Eisen, playoff path that would make you feel the most satisfied when lifting the Lombardi. I want to hear yours. I got mine. I do not care 
I got to see the Chiefs win a Super Bowl in which they beat teams from coming from behind. They beat teams that had recently beat them. It was the comeback tour. It was all that jazz. There was nothing easy about it. They did the whole song and dance. I do not care how they win it. I hope that they play every lower seed. I hope they play the seventh seed. I hope they play the sixth seed. I hope they play the seventh seed from the NFC. <laughs> I can be as easy as possible. I don't care. They got the hard one. Now just start bringing the Lombardis. People will try to call it out of being cheap and easy and whatever. And you know what you do? You just hold up both of them. It doesn't matter anymore. I, I, I tend to be just give me the absolute easiest path. Like that's all I desperately want. I'm not like, ah, I, I, scared to, to compete i don't care i just want the I'm, I'm with you i just want the lombardis but the most satisfying version of this in in retrospect chargers Bengals, eagles is the path i think chargers Why Bengals, eagles? eagles. andy the andy okay. dynamic um, so the niners would I, be up the niners would be up there for me too but okay what about dolphins for the tyreek stuff that we had to handle Bengals, because obviously, Bucks, Revenge Super Bowl, baby. I, I think it's the Buck. Eh, I don't know. I think it's still no, the Eagles for me. I think just with the Andy dynamic, the Tyreek stuff, it, it doesn't matter to me as much because like we're not gonna get to see the Dolphins with Tua. Like that's probably not gonna happen. Okay. I'd still think it's just the Chargers to continue to to put salt in the wound of of the of the AFC West opponents. And continue like all this work you did, and it still wasn't enough. Like just one more time to say that this offseason, you know. I'm okay um, with either of them. I, I will hard stand that stand for it to be feel better. I'd feel a lot better about blasting the Bucks in the Super Bowl than I would doing the same to the Eagles. I, I have no I have zero ill will towards the Eagles. Um, so like cool, you beat the best team in the NFC, but like I, we said, I don't really need that. I'd rather than beat a team that has like annoyed me and man, putting one over on Devin White and celebrating in his face would be the most phenomenal summer of all time for them. I can hear it, but also we would be, tr <laughs> we'd, de we'd be deprived of, in, of elite new Heights content. <sighs> yeah, but then Mahomes would beat Brady again, bring that series back to, you know, what? Yeah, even that's a good like, one yeah. too, but that's, a, that's not realistic. That's not happening. It's not happening. Watch it happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sign Juju now. If you could add one competition to the new Pro Bowl format, what it would it be? Uh, I have it. It, it, it. I don't. You can replace the longest drive competition. I want to see every Pro Bowler in a golf tournament, like all of them. I want to see them play eighteen holes. Like I want to see. Uh, I want to see them all out there, good, bad, indifferent, just having to play a full round, mic them all up, follow them around the same way. It's like a pro-am kind of vibe. I mean, I, it would be incredible. And I, like, get some wacky pairings too. Like, just just get some get some wacky pairings out there. Put Mahomes with, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Miles Garrett. <laughs> like just get just get like just some complete polar opposite like sides of the football all that stuff i think it'd be a lot of fun Mahomes won't be there anyway be too busy playing this in the super bowl but you know you get the point i mean it's it's easy i want the whole thing to literally just be the american gladiators uh with just different nfl teams competing against each other but if you have <laughs> to pick a single event it's the joust you get out the little the pugil sticks or whatever they're called. You just go on to town for each other on 30 seconds, scoring points. That'd be a great one. I don't remember the name of the one where they hang from the bars and they try to use their legs to rip the other guy down. That would be another awesome one to uh to watch. Just like pick an American gladiator event and like let's do it. Oh, can you imagine the uh the obstacle course one where the guys had the little tennis ball cannons, but instead you had quarterbacks winging like nerf balls or something at you, or like nerf footballs or those stupid Russell Wilson footballs. Just trying so, to wing them at you. So dodgeball. Yeah, but doing a maze though. Like there's yeah, a goal, and it's it. a bunch of guys. So it, it's <clears throat> listen and put me in charge. We're doing the American Gladiators. No, no, we're not. Oh, viewership would go through the roof over a golf tournament. Oh no, no chance. Oh my god. Uh, golf would be elite. Stop no. it. Uh, our our guy Charles Goldman does wonderful work at KC Sports Network. Favorite prospects to accept an invite to the East West Shrine Bowl? 
Uh, one for me is Earl Bostic out of Kansas. So uh, just because there's that local flavor to him, he's a left tackle. He's a guy that started as a tight end. There's some, he was a defensive end, I think at times too. Um, he's like a 17 year old when he was recruited to KU he was a little bit um, underdeveloped, kind of a younger prospect moved to left tackle a few years ago and has played pretty well. He's got really good feet. He's got good athleticism. Um, and I think that's the thing, you know, like he's not a guy that's going to, you know, change the line of scrimmage in a big way, but I think he could be an interesting kind of developmental tackle for some of these zone teams. And that's the local, it's the local element that kind of gets me excited. I'm excited to see a local kid playing in it. Uh, it's easy for you to, uh, Zay flowers, wide receiver from Boston college. I, I think he's electric. I, I don't know uh, like why he hasn't gotten a little bit more hype. Like I understand that Jalen Hyatt is, you know, the the best fast wide receiver, but you see Josh Downs from North Carolina getting some hype in the draft and stuff. And I don't know why Zay Flowers isn't right behind him when we're talking about undersized, athletic, good after the catch kind of wide receivers. Like I, the Shrine Bowl getting him is a huge get. I think he's going to be awesome down there. He's going to look like he belongs on another field. Um, and then just another one, Miles Brooks is a corner from Louisiana Tech. I watched him the other day while working through some guys and he really popped off the film to me. I'll talk more about him as we get closer to the Shrine Bowl and we start getting down there and stuff. But uh, Miles Brook is an early odds on favorite of like a guy that I didn't know a lot about that I went and watched. And I was really impressed with his film. Uh, so he said he's a corner out of Louisiana Tech. I think he played at uh, Stephen F. Austin during his first two years in college. So another fun guy to keep your eyes on. Jay Hawkeen asks, the sack numbers are up and yet I don't feel confident that they get sacks against the Josh Allens and Jill Burrows of the world in the playoffs. What do you think? Uh, can this defense get home against the QBs that matter? I mean, how good's Chris Jones going to be that day, right? Like, no matter what, teams can double-team Chris Jones, but if the alignment's correct, he can get enough time one-on-one -on -one to win. And if that's the case, if Chris Jones is forcing constant double-teams but still getting the occasional win, yes, they are going to be able to. That allows these other guys to tee off. I think, like, any, when you play a better team, you're less likely to get sacks and pressures. That's just less likely to happen. That's the whole point of the level of competition. But... I think at Eusena's this year's gone on, this complimentary pass rush has been improving. Chris Jones has been enabled in the right way by other guys to really take games over down the stretch. So I think they are learning how to do that in the spots that matter. I think you, I have been a harsh Chris Jones grader. I think you're going to see an electric playoff run from him. I think the Chiefs with Joe Cullen in here and what they're doing, I think they have figured out the best way to enable Chris Jones, the playmaker, this season. And I think we're going to get the first Chris Jones sack. I think we're going to get the second Chris Jones sack, maybe a third or fourth. I think he's going to have a really good playoff run here. And I think it's a lot of credit to Cullen and just how they're using these pass rushers in unison rather than just like a bunch of one-on-ones. Bengals, uh, Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins may not be playing. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, WUBR Wuberg asks, does Frank Clark break the postseason sack record this year? How many is he short now? Uh, let's look it up. Let's look at the research department. Uh, uh, I know he's close. Did he get any last year? I don't know if he got any last year to bring him closer. I think he needed Frank like... Clark needs five. So I'm going to say okay. no. Yeah, five's a lot. But here's five the interesting... Boy, if he does, like Craig just said, on the latest uh, the latest KCS in lap, boy, if he does, you you just you just build that statue right then and there, right? For playoff Frank. And it can yeah. say playoff Frank. Uh, he only needs two to get into the top three. He can pass Terrell Suggs for third all time yeah. with two sacks in the playoffs and Reggie nope. White. I like he got any last year. That's like, that's what really hurt. Cause like, I think he yeah. was still five away going into last season. Dude, just listen to this list real quick. Willie McGinnis is one with 16, Bruce Smith, 14 and a half, Terrell Suggs, Reggie White, then Frank Clark, Dwight Freeney, Charles Haley, James Harrison, Clay Matthews and Lamar Woodley are all tied with 11. That is an insane list that Frank Clark is a part of. Like yeah. that is very much worth appreciating. Uh, Nick asked, based off current mock draft projections, would you rather have two players at uh, with the Chiefs pick in the fourth round, or use them both to trade up and select one guy in or near the top 100? I know Maddie's it. Maddie's always team trade day three picks for a top 100 pick. Yeah, and especially these fourth round picks aren't close enough to the the front of the draft that like you're not getting that good reset. Um, 
it was nice. Uh, who who was the Vikings long term? Uh, the GM uh, Sp- Spielman? Am I Rick Spielman? Rick is that Spielman. right? Yeah, he's got a podcast right now. Um, and I, I wish I knew the name to rip it off the top of my head right now. Um, but it might be called with the first pick. And he was just talking about the most important picks for GMs is going to be that first pick on a Friday, that first pick on a Saturday. Like, right, when you were picking first in those roles, because everyone, you come off a chaotic time, you have the night and the day leading up to it to reset. So when you get to make one of those first couple picks on in round two or in round four, I think there is a big difference there. Once you get past those first 10 picks in round four, eh, you know, don't care. So yeah, package them up, go get another guy in the top 100. I think most years that, you know, there's going to be a pretty decent drop off around that moment anyway. Maybe it's a little later this year. Maybe it's a little earlier, but that that's where a drop off comes. So just jump it, go jump the drop off. The Chiefs have pick 117 and 124 currently projected in the fourth round. Matthew, guess how far that could get them up. Both those picks packaged. I don't know. 84. Well, that's a good spot. Yeah. It's a pretty good spot. Uh picks, you know, their 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 fifth round pick in the in pick one seventeen could about get them to the top of round four as well if they so chose. So mm. yeah. Eighty-four. Yeah, it's worth okay. keeping an eye. So they could potentially get We got you a Nico Collins a couple years ago. Yeah. Nico I don't know. <clears throat> worth checking out. But Quinn Miners uh, blocking trees. Catching else. That's gonna do it for the tw- for twenty one questions presented by our dear friends at MacDoodles. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus, KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.